0: What's up, Junkies? The calendar's turned to November, and we actually have something to play for. Today, we're going to preview the Michigan State game, and we're going for four in a row. 45, 50, 45, 40, 35, 30. He's going to go! Holy cow! Big Red
1: Junkies. Game by day! Game by day! He gets better and better! He gets better and better! He can't beat me! He can't beat me! He can He just turned this stadium inside out. We are talking
0: about a four game winning streak. A potential four game winning streak. We're, we're talking talk- about a four game winning streak. We're talking about getting a four yes. game winning streak. <laughs> Going on one. Because we can't be talking about it yet because it hasn't happened yet, but no, no, yeah. no, you're right. We will be on Sunday. Hopefully. <laughs> that, that was some super positivity right up front from
1: Jed there. Hell, yeah, did you just give away the end?
2: I'm a little uncomfortable about it, I gotta be honest. Yeah, this is I,
1: getting weird. This is weird. Let me just hit the bottom of the uh, table Jed, do you over just want to
0: give us our picks now and we can call this a short episode <laughs> for these guys? No, I like guess, I mean, it's kind of like the last episode where I was just like, I don't know what to do with all this positivity that I have. It's kind of wild, isn't it? It's weird to think about that it's November and we have games to play for. Every- and we're not making a Excuse
1: uh, every under excuse under the book. Try and explain away what the fuck's happening. Exactly, like we're two games above five hundred. Like, right? it's been since two thousand sixteen that we could say that.
0: Yeah, it's fucking
1: crazy. I, it's
0: well, yeah. I I don't know. I'm I'm super excited. <laughs> Apparently, I, I'm super excited. This is f- amazing. It's 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 been fun.
1: A, obviously viewership wise people like it better because mm-hmm. people actually want to take in some Husker content during the week. It seems like thanks for everybody that's uh, been helping us out there.
0: Hey, before we go any further, I want all you junkies to like subscribe and share
1: Matt. Uh, what are you, uh, what are you expecting to happen on Saturday? As far as, is it going to be exciting? Is it going to be close or? Last week, you, you guessed three to six or something like that. Six to three, something what, like
0: that. Are you, you just yelled at me for being for basically giving away well, the we ending. Doing.
1: I thought we were clearing the show out early. <laughs> I thought we were done. <laughs> well, just
2: as a preview, I guess, um, it, it just comes down to us continuing to execute. I don't think it's going to be a super flashy game by any means. No. I think we're going to run the ball quite a bit, pass the ball maybe 11 times again. Um and as long as our defense keeps playing the way it is it's going to be 14 21 28 maybe points for us and i don't see michigan state scoring much michigan
0: michigan state's not in the big 10 west but it's going to be a big 10 west game yeah it's yeah yeah
1: <laughs> jet i know that uh, it was shared around a little bit we tweeted it out you tweeted it out from our account what was that on monday yeah uh, cuz <clears throat> matt brought up the defense here yep uh some de- some crazy defensive stats that yeah, go along with uh, go <clears throat> along with the way things have been happening for us on our side of the field.
0: Yeah, it kind of just came about. I was talking to my buddy down in Florida. We were just bullshitting about football like we do basically every single day, <laughs> and we were just kind of came up organically about how we give up the ball so many times in our own territory and how it should be a death sentence. I mean, it it has been in past years where you know. We had the kickoff, fumble, automatically Purdue gets the ball. Against Northwestern, first play of the game, interception, like the fourth pass of the game, interception, all in Nebraska's territory. And in the past, we'd always be like, well, they're going to score a touchdown. Not even just a field goal. Well, like,
1: <clears throat> I, I agree with you there, but I'm, I'm going to stop you right now and say that there are not very many teams anywhere in the country, regardless of who they mm-hmm. are. They can turn the ball over on their own side of the field on the first offensive play of the game
0: and expect to win that game. Yeah. And do it two weeks in a row? What the fuck? Well, but it, it, it <laughs> all of that, but also it was more about like being down so early because we've talked about it at towards the beginning of this season where what is this team going to be like when they get punched in the mouth, when something bad goes wrong? Is it just a giant snowball down a hill like it has been for many times yeah. in the last handful of years? Can they rebound from something like that? And, you know, like I said, you get these turnovers early. You get these turnovers on Nebraska's side of the field. Like, okay, well, they're going to go, Northwestern's going to go up 7 nothing because they got the ball on inside the 20-yard line or whatever it is. <coughs> uh, after the first play of the game, it's like, okay, now how are they going to respond? Well, we didn't really have that feeling against Northwestern. At least I didn't. I'll speak for myself. I didn't have that feeling against Purdue at all.
1: I had it more against Purdue than I did against Northwestern.
0: Yeah. Just because I was more afraid of Purdue's offense, I get that, but I think that I think the Northwestern game gave me confidence against Purdue in that in that scenario because I thought that was going to happen, and you know those twice against Northwestern and they only came away with three points. That was the wild. So it's like,
2: well, and I think our defense gives the rest of their team confidence. Yes, that's why we don't all get that pit in our stomach when something bad happens because we trust our defense.
0: Mm-hmm. So Especially I now I, that they've started making some turnovers. Yeah. So I I was talking to my buddy and I was just like, you know, I should go back and just like look at all the drives that start inside the the, where the opponent starts inside our territory, whether that's due to a punt return that they get inside our territory, uh, a turnover, whatever it might be. It doesn't really matter what it is. Um, I went into 2023 this year so far. And then I also wanted to compare it to the last two seasons just to kind of get a gauge. And I'll start with the last two seasons just because these numbers are ridiculous. You'll hear these numbers and then you'll hear what this year's numbers are and it's like holy crap. <coughs> like in 2022 we had 13 drives through the 12 games that where the opponent started inside our 50-yard line. We gave up eight touchdowns, four field goals and on, only forced one point. We allowed 5.2 yards per or 5.2 points. Per drive, which I mean, obviously, when you give up eight touchdowns in thirteen of those, that you're good, that point total is going to be very high. Points or yards per play was just over four yards per play in twenty twenty two, and of the available yards. So, it's for instance, like if they get yards the ball to the goal line, if they get the ball on the forty five yard line, they got forty five yards to go. So that's that's what I'm talking about here. Of available yards allowed, we gave up sixty five percent of the yards. Um, twenty twenty one, they weren't a whole lot better. I mean, we didn't. But remember, we all thought our defense was way better that year than no twenty twenty one. That's what I mean. Okay, twenty twenty one. We thought our
1: defense was way better than it was last
0: year. Yes. Well, and it. it, I mean, with these numbers, it was because we didn't give up as many touchdowns. It was. It was the same number of drives, thirteen drives, but we only gave up four touchdowns and four field goals, so four less touchdowns than 2022 they had uh we did force two punts two missed field goals and we did get a turnover with an interception and we allowed less points per drive 4.5 points per drive four point uh i'm sorry it was 3.0 points per drive because i typed this up wrong and 4.5 yards per play while giving up 55 uh, yards of the available yards so over, Which 50- those sound like good numbers to me. I mean, they're, they're okay. doable when you're starting in your own exactly like in your own side of the field. Yes, but man, this year. Now, I will say, I did. I when I put it out on Twitter, people had already started looking at it, sharing it, stuff like that. And then I realized I did a typo on there on Twitter. It says 13 drives for us this year. It's actually 12 drives. That didn't really kind. Of, you know, that doesn't completely uh, screw it up. Give it time. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm sure we'll get at least one more in there. Honestly, the big, my, one of my biggest things is like, we had 13 drives in 2022 and 2021. We already have 12 through yeah. eight games. That's not great. No, like, it's awful. That, I mean, that that's, doesn't go against the defense, but still.
2: If you ask anybody whether they can see or not, yeah. and they've watched any of our games, they're going to tell you turnovers are the biggest problem mm-hmm. we
0: have this year. But, so with 12 drives, we've only allowed three touchdowns three field goals. So already that's lower than both of those two seasons individually. Uh, We forced two punts, two turnovers on downs, one missed field goal. We've got one fumble. The biggest numbers of these for me is 2.5 points allowed per drive. So that's under a field goal. Uh, 1.6 yards per play. I, I saw that and I was just like, holy shit. And then, obviously, if you get a very low yards per play, only 22% of the available yards have been allowed. Like they, The way that this defense is playing is, I mean, we see it every weekend, and we're like, Jesus, they're, they are this good. We keep questioning it, and we're like, are they going to keep this up? We've asked it on the show a couple weeks ago. Are they going to kind of resent the offense and kind of start to be like, fuck you guys?
2: I think it's been the stuff. opposite. I think they've picked the
0: offense up. Yes. I And, and this, this sort of stuff is what helps them pick up the offense. Like, hey, you know what? You guys fucked up. That sucks. Try not to do it again, but we got you. Like, help a brother out. Right. Let's go. And, I mean, this has not only kept us in games because, I mean, the offense doesn't score enough. But, man... I thought it was going to be good, but when I typed this out and I started adding all these things up, I was just like, wow, this is so much better than I expected it to be.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, it's funny that you, it's, it's always funny when we're watching games and stuff and it feels like there's always one of us that's saying something that's like, boom, 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 boom. This should have been this or whatever. And then it's like 10 seconds later, the announcer makes the same comment. We're always like, oh, we should have, we should have, we should have been an announcer. Should have done this. It was funny that you came out with all those stats and you put all that work into that and did all that stuff and then uh, and that was on Monday I think yep. right And then today the Athletic <clears> drops <throat> that article mm-hmm. If you don't if you haven't subscribed to The Athletic that's probably the best place to go find 100%. quality articles on Nebraska football uh, and it's what It really dollar on, a all month? really
0: on all sports it's okay, not just fair. Nebraska I I'll give them all the plug I mean it's, I don't spend a lot of time reading on other sports. No I I <laughs> honestly I don't either I only go there for college football in Nebraska yeah. but they do great work. They do a really crusty. good job. And honestly, I don't even know how much it is. I just pay it. I
1: don't
0: care. It's <laughs> <laughs> like
2: it comes out of my account. I never yeah, look at I, it. yeah. And, I,
1: and we're just lucky enough. He <laughs> shares it with us. Uh, the, uh, or, or shares it with the big big red junkie. Nobody Kansas, tell them. <laughs> yeah, don't tell them. You didn't hear anything, I thought. Oh,
0: I'm sure we're the only ones that share um, stuff. Yeah.
1: But the, the article that popped up today, and I sent it to you guys, and you were like, oh, yeah, I saw that this morning, yeah. Was all talk, was talking about defensive stops. And the way that they broke it down at the beginning of the article, I actually absolutely loved it because it really, truly, like we we've talked a lot about like FPIs and different things like that, and how they're not a true gauge of a team. We talked about it for the last three years with Nebraska; they kept putting us somewhere in the top thirty of programs in the country, and we're always dead fucking last.
0: Best three nine team of all yeah, time. Yeah, best three <laughs> nine team of all time. Hey, um, don't try and take that away from us. The
1: way this the way this metric talks about defensive stops, and it really just puts it into a you know how frequently are they going to get that stop how frequently are they going to make those stops in a game in in game situation keep somebody from scoring to give your offense a chance to win the ball game and you look at like the numbers that jumped off the page to me that that told me more when you're looking at overall defensive statistics than anything when it came to looking at how we rank nationally for points per game or yards per game or any of that stuff what you talked about fell right into this last year on defensive stops per game. We actually ranked, we finished the year ranked 93rd in the country and we were not, we were not good. We all know that. Um, But this year, right now we're sitting at through what? Eight, it's eight games, right? This is week nine. We're headed yeah. Into? Yep. Yeah. We're at, we're, we're ranked 23rd, but if you actually just go back over our last three games, our three game winning streak that we're on, we have a, a defensive stop rating of 87.2, which ranks for fourth best in all of FPS. FBS, excuse me, and only behind Michigan in Power 5 schools. So you start looking at that, and you go, okay. So okay. the only
2: way to get better is to steal signs.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, you might be right. That might be the only way to, to top Michigan. Um, or only play Nebraska as your hardest, uh, hardest team so far this year. No, Rutgers. Or Rutgers, I guess, yeah. Rutgers. But yes, yeah, what an argument. Yeah. Well, I mean, Um, I just, I I encourage everybody to go out and look at it. I'm going to drop the link to it in the, uh, in the the details for the episode, because it's so good. And there's so much, like there's just constant stuff in here. And it talks about how the offense has really put the defense behind the eight ball again with the, with the second, second half yardage type stuff. It's good stuff. Go check it out. Absolutely. That's all I've got on that. With that, I want to move on to our new segment. Jed got to do it before, but Matt hasn't done it yet. (laughs) I'm excited. So for those of you who don't know, this is a rapid fire. You think it's pipe dream or no pipe dream?
2: Pipe or no pipe?
1: Jed, Nebraska is averaging 18.6 points given up. Iowa is scoring an average of 19.5 points per game. Pipe or no pipe, Nebraska D can keep that same number... Under the
0: Iowa's for the remainder of the season, uh, that would be a pipe. You're talking about just for the last four games, right? Yes. Okay. That I believe that would be a pipe dream because uh, I think Wisconsin can score a little bit. I think uh, Maryland might be able to score a little bit. And that's that's a low number of points. Fair enough.
2: No pipe. No pipe. No pipe. Our Any defense reason? isn't letting anybody score, <laughs> even, though Iowa, scoring. even though Iowa
1: sucks at scoring.
2: Pipe or no pipe?
1: Nebraska makes the Big Ten championship. Man. Pipe.
2: I don't, I don't see us winning all of our games. We need to in order to get there. So that's a pipe.
0: Fair enough. Uh, I think that is no pipe. We don't have to win all the games. We can afford to lose one. But there is a chance, so no pipe.
1: We are in a weird world right now where Jed is (laughs) way too positive. I keep
0: hearing something (laughs) hit the bottom of the table over there. Back on track. Pipe or no pipe.
1: Malachi Coleman averages one touchdown a game the rest of the way out.
0: Big pipe. The only thing consistent about our offense is that it's inconsistent.
2: Yeah, the fattest pipe I can think of. <laughs> he, same reason. <laughs> I'll be surprised if he gets targeted in all of our next four games.
0: That's true. That's
1: very true. Pipe or no pipe. Matt, Nebraska holds Michigan State to single digits this weekend. No pipe. I think it's done deal.
0: Uh, slight pipe. Because I, I can go slight pipe. Slight pi- is it like a crack? pipe? You're either smoking or you're, you're not smoking. It, yeah, it's it's a crack pipe. It's it's a small <laughs> pipe. Yeah. I, I think they might get to 10. Fair enough. Fair enough.
2: Pipe or no
0: pipe? Jed Nebraska finishes the season ranked in the top 25. Big pipe. Because I think we'll, we're going to lose at least one more game, and we won't be in the top. Two. You're talking about the end of the regular season, right? End of Not. the regular season. Okay. Then, yeah, that's a pipe.
2: Agreed. That's a pipe. I, I wish it weren't so, but there's going to be enough teams with a better record than yeah. us at the end of the year. And
1: better resumes. Yeah. Fair enough. I think I think that's going to be the big thing that's going to hold us down is the
0: resumes part. That's mainly my thing, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's weird to see some of the teams that are creeping in there with such terrible resumes, but they also have either haven't lost or they've only lost a close one. Mm-hmm. It's wild.
2: Yep. Also, you can take whoever's at like 18th and above and put all their names in a pot and store it around and that's what you're going to oh, yeah. get for your last seven or eight yeah. teams. Like
1: we got to shout out, uh, Mr. Anthony Bacino and Justin Bottom for those questions because I think they gave me all but one of those. Nice, Yeah, thanks guys We appreciate it And anybody else that's enjoying that segment at all Send us your stuff You can send it to BigRedJunkies at gmail.com Or you can hit us up on Facebook, on Twitter, whatever Send us a DM We are uh, not shy So hit it. us up <laughs> uh, Jed, let's go ahead and jump into What we know about Michigan State
0: Is are that on you- offense? Do you want my weird thing first? No, no, no That's always best right before the Okay it's not really that good, but no. You know, okay, give it to us then. We'll build up. Uh, apparently Michigan State has a uh, it's a, it's a big campus. Um, they have like ten miles of bike lanes throughout the campus. Throughout the campus, and they have over two hundred thousand bike parking spots. What? I'm confused as to the how two hundred thousand. Yes.
2: Is that not a typo? What? That's a lot I've of read it like three parks. different so places.
0: Really? I was highly confused as to like, how many students do you think that they have for how many bikes? And also in the winter in East Lansing, Michigan, how many bikes are dri- oh, riding shit. around? 200,000. That's what I read. <laughs> Their stadium only seats 75,000. <laughs> There's
1: not even so 10% of that as students on game. campus. Let's know. get everybody coming to the game and tailgating for the game. On They've a bike. all got to ride a bike. Yeah. Um, we're going to let their dogs ride bikes, too, and they can
0: stay outside.
2: <laughs> this feels like somebody had a budget they had to get rid of. I. Yeah, what do we need? Like 200,000 bike parking spots.
0: I was like, Jesus wait, what? Christ.
2: No, I That's get they're, not, they're probably not all in the same spot.
0: Well, of course not. But I mean, even you got if... you 10, 10 miles of bike lanes. 50,000 people get on bikes at one place and <laughs> ride them to the other?
1: That's 100,000, I guess, right there.
2: It's like Rag in Michigan oh. every single week.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. It was like two hundred thousand bike parking spots. All right, I guess. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, they have.
1: The, in in twenty twenty three, they have 50,344 students enrolled.
0: Yeah. What the fuck? Do they all have four bikes? Yeah. Well, I think I think here's the deal.
1: I think Matt was onto something. It's different locations. Must be the four corners of campus. There's just fifty thousand bike spots. I on guess. Four of campus or something. I, That's fucking wild. Yeah. <laughs> the Weirdest thing ever, and then Al Capone was actually the reason that they have all those. And Nebraska was the first person to put a bike in. That's how we got all tied in here.
0: Don't forget about the uh, dead dog under the tree. Oh yeah, dead. They actually use ground up dead dog.
2: You guys are all links. over the
1: fucking place yes. right now. Jesus Christ! For those of you who have not watched our previous shows, we always do a fun fact like this. And if, if you we don't just what's melded them, right now, them all together. Yeah, yeah. that's just basically the last four or five weeks in a <laughs> row.
2: Pone, dead dogs. We got it all for you, folks. <laughs> Jesus,
0: you two. you've come to the crying. right place. Was that
1: really the best thing you could come up with that about Michigan I mean, state? That's, that's
0: a pretty weird fact. That was it. Let
1: me ask you this one because they've got a <laughs> they've got a fossil on their on their staff
0: for this week. D'Antonio's back, yep. right? He came back after Tucker capacity? left. He's just the associate head coach. He's he <clears> keeps says he keeps saying he keeps says. He keeps saying that it's it's their show. I'm just here for you know any sort of support that they might need. Were so, you guys surprised
1: by that at all because of how he left and the the cloud that was over the program at the time?
0: Not really, because he's the best coach that they've had.
1: I mean, he's the m- yeah. But wasn't he kind of getting pushed out because of well, a they hadn't been playing very well yeah. the last couple of years, but b they had all that stuff. They kind of wasn't kind of yeah, covered up. Some he's he, stuff?
0: he's a lot like the. Uh, um, almost like a Bo Pelini type, where he half the fan base wanted him gone, he half, wasn't half well the fan linked. base but half the fan base wanted him. So it's kind of, you know, who who won out? A little bit of a, oh, you know, bring the guy that we know back just to write the ship for the next ten games or whatever it is to make us feel at least comfortable and whatever else. That's it, that's all it is. It it's, doesn't hurt
2: for them is my biggest thing. Yeah, like they're already yeah. struggling so much this year. Do whatever you can to help
0: support. And, I mean, that. really, there's not much he can do as far as yeah. changing things. He's again, he's just there for support and help. Uh, Harlan, that's Dwar- my thing Harlan is- Barnett, who has never been a head coach before, just. Figure out what the fuck to do. And he was. Th-
1: this is his first year as D coordinator, too, wasn't
0: it? I wasn't he think... at Florida State prior to this? He was at Florida State. I don't remember if it was his first year or second year. It, he he was at Florida State previous to this, yeah, but I don't remember if it was last year. But he's a former player at Michigan State, so I mean, he knows the area too. So makes sense. <laughs>
2: he knows where to park his bike.
0: <laughs> Apparently, and, right next to him. Yeah, <coughs> they'll walk around with a bike
1: bike spot. <laughs> Got like fold up bike racks that they put on their backpack. Um, that's enough about bikes. Um, no, it's not. <laughs> so, is he like is he helping at all with any scheming or anything like that, or is it more like clock
0: management in game? I would assume that he is helping, but to the extent I don't know. Um, like I said, all I can go off is Mark D'Antonio constantly says, "I'm just here to help the guys out. They're running the show, all of that stuff." I bet he
2: has a bigger presence in practice than he does during the game.
0: I mean, it's it's a little probably a lot like you know Rule going to Osborne and asking him questions and you know having that's, that's why I was wondering if having Osborne like come that. in to, for film sessions and things like that. I mean, I'm sure he helps a ton, but more for experience and everything else. I don't, again, I don't know how much he's changing. That's fair. The philosophy that you know that is going on with the program that they already know. I. Right? I can't imagine that they're changing that much, you know. How you know a third of the way through the season? Yeah. What do we know about their offense? Uh, it's, we they already don't played their former quarterback this year. They don't score. They don't score very much. Um, like they have their running back. Uh. Well, just the, them as a team, they have one rushing touchdown in the last five games. Jesus. Uh, their running back, Nate Carter, is the lead, is their leading rusher. He has just over 600 yards. He's number three in the conference for rushing yards, but they don't have anybody behind him at all. He has not scored a touchdown since week two versus Richmond when he had three touchdowns. He has four touchdowns on the season. He had three against Richmond in week two, and he hasn't scored a touchdown the rest of the year. Jesus Christ. So, I mean, he's a good player. Uh, our running back coach, EJ Barthel, actually coached him at UConn last year. So, oh, okay. you know, we have some familiarity with at least him as a runner on the staff at Nebraska. So that, that you know, whatever that means as far as whatever that might be able to help, I don't know. So, I mean, he gets yards. He just can't get in the fucking end zone. Um, well, it doesn't look like
1: they're, they're getting to the end zone much at all.
0: No, they, they, they've scored one touchdown in just over eight quarters. That's The last eight wild. quarters. So it's, and that was towards the end of the game against Minnesota.
1: Yeah. Where they only scored 12 points.
0: Which, yeah. They didn't score a point
1: what, against Michigan.
0: What a sloppy fucking game all around that one was. Yeah, it was. Um, they're more than likely, it sounds like they might be starting their third quarterback of the season uh, against Nebraska. It's a it's a true freshman. Um, His name is Sam Levitt. He came in in the fourth quarter against Minnesota. He actually played pretty well. He's not in to Will, is he? Bill, Will.
1: Will, isn't that the quarterback that came out of Kentucky that's done it? Titans
0: now? No, that's Will Levis.
1: Ah. See? No relation. <laughs>
0: It'd be weird if they were related. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean he played pretty well against Minnesota. He he went an eight of twelve for 73 yards. He did throw an interception. He did throw a touchdown. Uh but he also had six carries for fifty-two yards. He's kind of one of those like true freshmen that you throw out there and he's like, I'm like JoJo, the idiot circus boy with a pretty new pet. <laughs> and he's just like, I just want to run everywhere. Kind of like Harburg was the first yeah, week. Yeah,
2: that should bode well against our defense.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, the, they did a lot of quarterback draws when he was in there. I mean, he was only in there for like two or three drives.
1: This will be the first like more of a dual threat type that yes. we faced in the last few weeks.
0: Yes, um, he can throw. He can sling it around a little bit. He was apparently the Oregon uh, player, high school player of the year last year. Uh, nothing to stuff so, at. I mean, that's. I don't know how what great talent comes out of Oregon, but you know what? If you're the player of the year, that's pretty good. So, uh, like I said, it sounds like he might be the starter. If he's not, it's going to be uh, Hauser, Katen Hauser, who has started the last three games. He's not that great. Even if Katen Hauser starts, Levitt's coming in, so sure. they'll, they'll play. We're going to see
1: both of them probably more
0: than likely. Well, I mean, I if Sam Levitt starts, I don't know if we see both of them unless Sam Levitt struggles. But uh, there's a good chance that we'll probably see both of them. Neither of them are that great. Again, a true freshman. Did Hauser get hurt? Or No, he just... Just not performing so they're no. going to try somebody else? No. I, I I think it might be a situation where um, I'm pretty sure Sam Levitt has played in four games now. And it's kind of one of those, either you play the rest of the season or you don't. And let's just see what we got. Sure. So maybe... And and you're an interim head coach that might not be getting the job. So. Exactly.
2: It looks like they could honestly use him. He came into the game late last week and he was almost half their offense.
0: Yeah. Well,
2: he had over half of their rushing yards.
0: The reason I like that. Yeah, he was the leading rusher. He only came in in the second quarter or the fourth quarter and he was their leading rusher. And
2: he he was only 30 yards behind, 40 yards behind in passing.
1: Yeah. The reason I like that for us is because of the way that we contain a quarterback.
2: It'll
1: be nice to see that. I mean, I don't, know, I don't know if they run any sort of option game or not. I Truly, I haven't had a chance to watch any of their games yet. So
2: I've watched a little bit, and everything that I watched was awful, so I changed it yes. to something else. <laughs> well, the, the, one not, that I, <laughs> the
1: one that I tried to see a little bit of was the, uh, for some reason I clicked on the Michigan game, and I did, oh, yeah, I did the key plays. Michigan and did the through... same thing to them that yeah. they did to us. It was like the key plays were like the first 12 plays were all, like it was all Michigan. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. seeing anything of Michigan. No.
2: They beat them like what? 40, 49, 49, 49 to nothing. nothing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. And they, they couldn't, even get a, couldn't even get a score on the board against <coughs> some like fourth and fifth string type guys.
0: Yeah.
1: They had they had random like five deep guys at other positions
0: moving down the line just so that they could get in the game type
1: stuff. Hmm.
0: It was It was wild. Um, Michigan we... Michigan State's offense they they do have a former Nebraska player from last year. Elan, that? Re- wide receiver Lante Brown.
1: Really, yep. I didn't know that. He
0: he doesn't play much. He's only got two catches for seven yards on the season. Um, he almost got ejected uh, at the towards the end of the Minnesota game because they got called him for a targeting. They reviewed it, so he would have missed the first half of this Nebraska game. But they reviewed it and it wasn't targeting, so they took that off the board. Uh, but they also have a wide receiver who's a freshman uh, who ha- has a very familiar name to any football fan. One of the greatest tight ends in the history of the game, Antonio Gates Jr. H- really? His son is playing for Michigan State. Wow. Yeah. 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 Is yeah. he anything like his dad? Uh, he's a little, sh- he's like three, four inches shorter. He's not as big. He's just a wide receiver, but he's also just, he's also he just, just a freshman. Jackson junior. <laughs> but he's also just a freshman, so you know, whatever he builds he into, up. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Do we know anything about their offensive line? Uh, it's not that I mean, again, they can't get in the end zone. They can't they can get yards, but they can't stop anybody. How old are they? I d I didn't look didn't that. Pull no. I, no. I
2: really think the key for Michigan State if they're gonna have any success is going to be in passing the ball. That's that's the one. And well, it's that's not the even, weakness of our defense. It's not even really a weakness of our defense. It's just the weakest part of our defense. Honestly, it started, that,
1: it started that's to balance what I mean. out. Yes, and so it started to balance out.
2: That's what I mean. It's it, if they have a chance to score any points, it's going to be through the air. Yeah, and it doesn't seem like. I mean, the, this this young kid. He's
0: got. He went one and one. He had a touchdown and an interception. Mm-hmm. So. It and, doesn't seem like they're that good on offense. And if no. you want to go in inter- turnovers, he also had a fumble. So, I mean, it's <laughs> he technically had two Is he turn-
2: playing for Nebraska?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so so let me ask you
1: guys this. Uh, looking at the Tommy Hill situation and how he's gone back and forth and back and forth, it seems like I almost feel like I, I like him better on defense simply from a fact that he's that dude, like we've talked about, that is out there looking for the ball. And it's given us almost another element to the, to the back end of our defense says, cool, go ahead and try and throw on us, but you better be making those passes perfect because otherwise we're coming for him now.
2: He caught the most passes of the game last week for our team, and he was on defense. You can't take yeah. him away from that secondary.
0: Yeah. I've, I've only liked him on defense because I just think he was taking up space on the offense, offensive so? side. I, I, I just think that, you know, yes, he's an athlete and all that stuff. That's great. But I'd rather see guys that are actually playing the wide receiver position out there over. We've got enough
2: talent that the young talent on the receiving side
0: that we don't really need him there, especially for what we're doing with our offense. <laughs> It'd be different if they were actually using him on offense. Right. They were not or using receivers him really in general. And that's true too. But like if we
1: were if we were out there slinging the ball thirty thirty five forty times a game, yeah, then yeah, give me give me a more experienced athlete on yep. that side of the
2: ball. Yeah, eleven passes. We don't really need him to be out there for anything. Yeah,
1: I I like him being back on defense.
2: He seems like he's really taking into his own on playing in that secondary. Yes, he is. I mean, he was everywhere last week.
1: Don't you guys feel like we've seen a little bit of a shift? Kind of what we talked about a few weeks ago about how we weren't getting any of those turnovers. It seemed like maybe they weren't even really trying for them, just simply from a maybe Tony White is trying to teach basics, 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 let's get this down first before we try and move to that. And then all of a sudden last week it felt like we truly, like I felt like the guys were turning around looking for the ball more. I felt like they were looking for more opportunities to see if they could make those game swinging plays.
0: I think one of the reasons why they were looking for the ball more is because the way the wind was swirling in that stadium. They're like, well, if this ball's going to be up there for a long time, who knows where it's going to go? <laughs> That's, true. That's true. So let's look and for it. Both
1: of the Tommy Hill interceptions did get like, they were like knocked down midair.
0: Yeah. I, I think that was That's that a played point. a big factor in the Purdue game. That's a good point.
1: We still are not
2: doing much to strip the ball, though. No. Like we're not getting our hands in there to force fumbles at
1: all. Yeah. We we do see like when they're chasing somebody down, we do see them go for the knockout. But we're not like there's even been times where we've seen guys that are getting mossed on or 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 getting a catch on them where their arm is in position to rip the ball out and they just don't do it. Yeah. They go to the ground limp with them. And so like we talked about, maybe that's maybe those are just techniques that they aren't getting to yet. 'Cause they're really so focused on the fundamentals.
0: I that's kind of what I was about to say. It's like to me, I agree that it would be great if we start ripping the ball a little bit. But start
1: throwing in three or four because of the
0: game. Because Ooh. of <laughs> how bad we've been at tackling the last handful of years, I'm okay with just tackling the guy and getting him down and moving on to the next play. Yeah,
1: at this point when we're pitching about not getting enough turnovers,
0: exactly. We're <laughs> like we're getting a little greedy here, guys. <laughs> no, it, it would be great. But let's just keep tackling the way that we are, and I'll be happy. Yeah, I don't,
2: I don't want to take anything away from our defense to get more turnovers. I'll say that, but let's still
1: take them. Absolutely. Do we know much about this porous ass defense that they have? Because as I'm just looking over their last five games, I mean they gave up 26 points to Iowa, Mm -hmm. Iowa who just fired Baby Ferent, their head coach's son as OC at the end of the season. Terrible. Yeah, he's I'm still there the in the season. Uh,
0: yeah, I know, I know.
1: They they gave up forty nine to Michigan, twenty seven to Rutgers, thirty one to Maryland, and twenty seven last week to Minnesota. Their defense is bad. It is. This is not the Michigan State defense that we've come to know. This isn't even the Mel Tucker defenses that we saw at Colorado and then at Michigan State.
0: Now it's it is bad, but they they're the only team. Uh, they're the team that held Michigan to the least amount of rushing yards in the season at 120 rushing yards for Michigan. So, I mean, their front seven is okay. Their secondary's not good. Um, They've got a guy, Simeon Barrow, on the uh, defensive line, who actually entered the transfer portal last week, uh, like almost right on the deadline of when he was able to, because after your coach gets fired, you have 30 days to be able to enter the transfer portal. He was in the transfer portal for two days. He came back because he said he didn't want to quit on his team, blah, 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 but didn't have any interest. Yeah, Uh, that's not true, because in the two days he got phone calls from 40 different teams. Wow. So he's a good player and he can disrupt a lot of things uh, for an offensive line. And considering our offensive line is still a patchwork offensive line. So he's an end. He's he's on the defensive line. Gotcha.
2: So it sounds like we could see a similar game as we did last week. And, and a lot they, of short runs, and then hopefully that opens up the passing.
0: Game and though. and they have two linebackers, just like Purdue does. That can are heavy hitters. Are they the
2: same size? <laughs> I
0: didn't look at those their guys. Sizes. Like, those guys were like eight foot tall. <laughs> they were, uh, but they they have a they have a a senior and a freshman. Um, Jordan Hall is one of the guys, and he's he's just everywhere. He's all over the place. Uh, it it's going to be very reminiscent as far as the front seven of Purdue. Now, maybe that's that's helpful because we can kind of just go back on what we did or didn't do against Purdue and do better against Michigan State. I think the biggest thing is this environment at Michigan State is not going to be good because these fans, this is the last home game for Michigan State. Seriously? It's kind of like they're just walking through the rest of the yeah. season. It's a lot like Nebraska last year where the coach gets fired just so, wanna get to the end of it. so early in the season and you we're just waiting for the end of this just to... Can we just finish this to get a new coach in here and move forward? We did that last year.
1: Do they really, is that the same feeling around the program? Is that they're moving on? This this guy's got oh, to get a shot. I at can't it. imagine
0: that this guy gets the job. No.
1: It'd be tough with looking at what he's done with it. I mean, Mickey Joseph was making more strides than what he's done so yeah. far. Uh, but <clears throat> you mentioned how little rushing yards they gave up to uh, Michigan. Then last week, they still turned around. They gave up 200 mm-hmm. passing and right on the nose at 200 rushing to. To Minnesota. Yep. And the big thing that stands out to me from their game against Minnesota was time of possession. It was 36 minutes to 23 in favor of Minnesota. That's a, that's a big, big disparity, disparity there. And if you look at what Nebraska has been able to do as far as time of possession, we have been in control of that, with the exception of the Michigan game, pretty much the whole, the whole season.
0: I, I heard an interview today on Unsports My Conduct with a Michigan State writer and he brought up uh two things that I wrote down. Uh one, he said Michigan State will play well for about thirty five minutes. He said, I don't know what thirty-five minute chunk they'll play good for. It might be the, the, of the back. It, might, it might be the middle, it might be somewhere. But he's like So to me that basically says don't don't let them feel good early. I mean, that's what happened in the Minnesota game. Minnesota gave up the ball twice on two fumbles and allowed Michigan State to kick two field goals to go up 6-0. So, you know, don't make them feel good early. And I think they'll just, it's almost like they want to quit. Just don't give them a reason not to. <laughs> um, don't let them stay in it. Exactly. Close the door quick. Kind of like what we did against Purdue. Get up 14
1: nothing real fast it, it i think that put them on their heels for the rest of the mm-hmm. game and they almost seemed like let's just get this over with by the end of
0: it yep the other one was he brought up fourth quarter uh rushing against michigan state and again this is kind of part of just break their will force them to quit wear them down uh they said he said michigan state gives up a lot of yards in the fourth quarter against minnesota minnesota had 96 rushing yards in the first 3 quarters of that game they had 104 in the fourth quarter alone. Jesus. Uh, against Rutgers. And we saw how we
1: wore out Minnesota towards the end of that game.
0: Against Rutgers. Rutgers had 37 rushing yards in the first three quarters, and then they had 77 in the fourth quarter by itself. I like so, that. I mean, it, it really goes along with what Rule always talks about, how he wants 75 rushing yards in the fourth quarter. We, we were able to get over 75 last week. We don't typically get over 75, but that's – His own that's always his goal.
1: Almost like it's scripted. Yeah. Like last week went for us. You're gonna get to seventy five easy.
0: Yeah. So I mean that that plays into what Rule wants to do in general on in the fourth quarter is run the ball and just get out of there and beat him up a little bit. Michigan State has shown propensity this season to basically just be like, you can do whatever you want to in the running game in the fourth quarter. So hopefully we can get there and finish that out like that.
1: What did you think of his uh, of rule in the in his press conference this week, kind of talking about you know we used to be talking about close close losses and, mm-hmm. and all this stuff now we're now we're kind of griping about ugly things in an ugly big win yep uh, he kind of he kind of put it on the media a little bit this last week. What did you think about that?
0: I mean it's just with what what I've been saying the last two shows, like, I don't know what to do with this. Like, there's a part of me that wants <laughs> to do with my hands. But, but this and but that, but at the end of the day, but we won. So shut the yeah. fuck up.
2: But yeah. I would have definitely taken this over what we had last year.
0: Yes. We've won three straight games with three straight games of negative turnover margin. Yeah. Well, and the, the, Which is insane. It does not the happen. The
1: main reason that I asked that question is because it was met with some opposition online there's a lot of people calling rule out for making any comments about it he's like well the only reason that we're still griping about you know things that don't look right is because we care you should just be happy that we care
2: the only reason we're still griping about it is because we haven't already won the national title this year
1: yeah how about maybe don't care so hard that you're a dick and scare people
0: there (laughs) there are few people specifically newer people to this organization that Appreciate how much Nebraska fans care more than Matt Rule. Yeah. yeah, Matt Rule talks about it all the time. He is a very appreciative. I mean, hell, I've, I'm pretty sure he said it. If he didn't say it on Monday with what you're talking about, he has said it before. About he'll bring up stuff like that where maybe some people are getting a little greedy, but we love the fact that they care this much. He, he, I know. I remember he said uh, a couple weeks ago. You know, everybody's saying that. Uh, whatever happened to this in, in the past, this in the past, this in the past. Well, the fans can do that. We're not going to do that. Yeah. So he, he understands. Just that like talking fa-
1: about going to the Big
0: Ten Championship. The fans are going to be crazy. Exactly. Well, and he made the comment after the game. He's like, I had a fan yell down to me, just one more coach. And he looked back at me and said, like, I don't want one more. I want more than that. Do you just want one more? Or are yeah. you satisfied with just one more? I want four more. He understands the craziness of the fans. He appreciates it, but he's just not letting that seep into his program yeah. as far as with the players. That's, that's one thing. It's okay that the fans are doing that.
2: But. That's one thing we talked about before the season even started is he seems more prepared to deal with our fan mm-hmm. base. He, it seems like he's got his plan, and it's going according to plan, and he'll take whatever, and he's
0: not afraid to speak his mind. I think most of that, what the question that you asked, is more about him talking to the players and making sure that old mentality does not continue to seep into their, their headspace. Yeah. I, I didn't really take that as anything directed towards media or the fans. I took it more as, listen, guys, I'm saying the same thing up here as I am to that you. in the locker room. Yeah. That, you know, what happened back then does not matter anymore. And we've sh- we've seen that that is the case on the field, because I mean he's said it multiple times. In the past, we would have lost at least two of these games, more than likely three of these last three games. Yep. The way that we've played, most For teams, sure.
1: like I said, most teams can't turn the ball over
0: in their own territory on the first
1: play of the game and expect to come out a winner. Right?
2: Yep. <laughs> turn the ball over twice before we score any points, <clears throat> and then we're up twenty-one nothing.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we're, our defense is putting us in a really, really nice position.
0: Yeah, I, I take it more as he's talking to the players. Jed, let's jump into the questions. All right, question number one. Who will lead the team in receiving yards? This could be anybody you want. Just a total toss-up? Just we, We've had four different guys lead the team in the last four games. Who is it? I mean, you can pick anybody. Coleman, Fedoni, Doss, Lloyd, anybody else? You can just say other. I, I so those were the four. I mean, because those are gonna, basically going to be the top four. If you want to just do, we can just do Coleman, Fedoni, Doss, Lloyd, or other. Let's just go with that as your choices.
1: I feel like I have to go with Fedoni here, just because I think weather-wise, it's going to be a little. It's going to be a little grumpy with us out there. Uh, it's going to be very similar to what we experienced
0: last week. I think. Um the big thing is is the last couple of weeks it's literally just been whoever gets the long touchdown pass. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> like, whoever catches the longest single pass. I don't yeah. know if they're
1: gonna let us do that though. Yeah. You've got tape now two weeks in a row of us getting way behind the defense. Mm-hmm. That that feels like one of those things they're gonna try and shut down a little bit. Just like, you know, the fact that they're all trying to bring up a safety and spy Harburg. Maybe this changes that and Harburg's gonna be able to get a little more free this week because we have shown Hey, we'll take the deep shot if you're not gonna mm-hmm. defend us like that. Yeah.
2: Purdue had two spies on Harburg for a few plays last game.
1: Yeah. It was weird. Which is very weird when he was running as tentatively as he was. Yeah. But um I'm I'm gonna go with Fedoni just because I don't have a real
0: reason.
2: I see I don't
0: surprised you didn't say Coleman, but
2: <laughs> Well, and to to the point of you get
0: a target last week. I know. To I the know.
2: point of they've seen that we have a few other guys that can catch a deep ball. I think it might be Coleman this week because he might be the most open. It it could literally be any of them except for probably Fedoni because I don't think they pass the ball to him much again. It he just doesn't he doesn't catch the ball that well, mm-hmm. and so I it's gonna be either Coleman or Lloyd. I'm gonna go with Coleman.
0: Okay. Um. Uh, yeah. Th-
1: this is. One of those. Usually, like, Jed loads up these questions, and he's instantly got an answer. Not, like, not this one. Yeah, he's usually like, he usually kind of sets this stuff up. Yeah, like, he asked it because everybody caught a pass last week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, that's what, like. Um, I'm gonna go with Tommy Hill on the defense. Yeah, can we do that? Uh, Is that an option? I a, <laughs> I, it's, you can other, him. he's gonna ha- he's gonna have a 73 yard interception Shit, in return
0: for touchdown. It could be a running back that catches a screen pass and goes the whole way. I thought way. about I going for Emmett Johnson. I mean, I. Just for shits and giggles, because this is just a dartboard question anyway, I'm going to go with the other. Real quickly, before we continue, you brought up Harburg running a little tentative. Do you think he's injured, or do you think just all of the hits have been piling up? I think that's the same question. Well, sore and injured could be two different things.
1: The reason that I don't think he's injured necessarily is because you're still seeing him make all these public appearances going Mm -hmm. out to... Going out to watch the you know D three state volleyball tournament things like that like you're seeing him out and about still and he's not doing you know nonstop recovery trying to work on stuff so I don't know that it's really an injury per se I think maybe some of the hits and some of some of the just a collect- tear just a collective has, of everything has made him a little more tentative as far as do I really want to continue taking these <clears throat> just hits but I don't, I don't know I wish he would go like. His strength is running with, you know, no regard for his own safety. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't get back to that, he's basically just a game manager at that point.
0: What do you think?
2: I, it's hard to say. They haven't yeah. announced anything. Oh yeah, it I seems know. like it might be a nagging foot injury of some sort that wasn't bad enough to keep him out of a game. So he did something. He broke a toe, or he sprained his ankle, or something like that. Or maybe a turf toe. Yeah. type. that sort of thing. Where it might not even have happened immediately, and it's just one thing. It could be a Combination of several things. Yeah, you just—it's hard to say.
0: Yeah. Question two, I got to go with this question again. I hate saying it, but this is kind of the story of the the team this year. Fumbles by Nebraska. This is not lost fumbles. I had this question last week. I had the number at two and a half last week. We had five. I have to jump it up to three and a half. We are averaging three point seven in the last three games. I'm
1: going with the under just because of sheer numbers wise. That's an astronomical number, and I just I can't I can't abide by it.
0: It is, but we are also averaging, averaging above that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah.
1: and I'm I'm
0: also
2: taking the numbers, and I'm taking the over, and praying to dear sweet baby Jesus that I'm wrong. Yeah, we can't keep giving up that many drop balls. No,
0: it's gonna bite us in the ass eventually. Absolutely, it, it's not sustainable.
1: No, uh, our
0: defense can't play superhero on every. No. Um, I'm going with the under, just, there's a big part of me that I, I, am with you, Matt, where it's like, you have to take the over, but maybe the positivity is taking me over. <laughs> Prove <laughs> just, it. I don't even know <laughs> what Jen is saying. <laughs> Jen's going to have to go to the hospital when we're done. Yeah. we going to need to get him checked out. Into a, si- so into a psych ward.
1: Urgent care. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Question three. Sacks by Nebraska's defense. Three and a half. Michigan State has allowed two per game in the last three games. That is including the Michigan game. And Nebraska is averaging 3.6 in the last three games. So the number is three and a half I got on Michigan State. Minnesota only got one, and they only have three tackles for loss. Yeah.
1: Ugh. You said it at three and a half? Three and a half. I'm going to go under. I think it's three. I'm going to go under, though. Okay.
0: And this is
2: just sacks, not tackle for loss. Yep. I'm gonna go over for one simple thing that I think that their freshman is going to be playing, and he's going to be trying to run the ball.
0: Okay. I wanted to go over on this one until I watched Sam Levitt play. He's slippery. He's not. I'm not trying to say that he's like a great running back. He's not really all that big. I guess maybe. It's, it's bad to say compared to Harburg because Harburg's a giant fucking dude. Yeah, he's a big boy. But he's kind of slippery. And I think even if we get back there, he might be able to slip out a couple just to, not that he's going to go way downfield, but just not get sacked.
2: But their O-line is bad enough that I think we, we could be back there 10 times. It could
0: be. But I'm just going to go with the under just for the little bit that I saw of Levitt that he might slip out of a few. Luke Gifford tackles. Question number four. Eight and a half. He had 10 last week. He's averaging eight per game in the last three games. He has been kind of the everywhere guy for us. He has
1: been. He's, he's been the dude I've been beating the drum on since basically the middle part of the Michigan game. Early middle part of the Michigan game. Um, I am,
0: you said eight and a half? Eight and a half. So just barely over what he's been averaging the last three games.
2: He has been playing like a man possessed. He has and been.
0: It is still
1: Isaac, not Luke. But yes, Jesus he Christ, said I, Luke again. I even typed it up, Luke. <laughs> God
0: damn, I'm so sorry, Isaac.
1: Uh, uh, fuck. It's all right. His brother pimps him out on uh, on Twitter nonstop. Um, I'm gonna say for Isaac Gifford.
0: He's playing so good. I don't even know what his first name is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Luke Gifford probably won't have that many. <laughs> I
0: just called him Thor. I just call him Thor, man.
1: Um, I'm gonna go with a, an under. Just because I think that um, we we just continue to spread that tackle love around.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think he'll be up there.
1: I think if the number was 6.5 or 7.5, I'd have a harder time with this because I feel like he's like a I was 6, say or, the same six or 7 guy. Yeah. But.
2: I was going to say the same thing. I think 8.5 is just a little high for me. Um, and at some point, that possession of his is going to drop off just a little bit, especially in a game that I'm expecting or at least hoping, isn't going to be much of a game.
0: Okay, I'm going to go with the over, actually, on this one. I may be banking on what I just said with the sack numbers of maybe Levitt slipping out a little bit, that Gifford will be the one to clean it up after he slips out of some. So I'm going to go with the over for that reason. Question five, Michigan State passing yards. I very, I really struggled with this number. Um, I'm going to stick with this number no matter what you guys say. Because I moved it eighty-seven times, and I asked a couple of different people on what they thought. I'm gonna put the number at eighty, or I'm <laughs> sorry, one eighty-four and a half. Michigan State has not gone over two hundred in the last four games. They're averaging 162 in those four games. Nebraska allows 219 per game for the season. I know we had Purdue go under hundred last week, but that's not sustainable either. Um, it went
2: under hundred by a yard.
0: Yeah, but still, just even hovering right around 100. So I've got the number at 184.5 for Michigan State passing yards. I'm going under.
1: We've held the last two teams under. I think we keep them under. Um, I think that it is a dark, dark, and dreary day for the Michigan State offense.
0: Okay.
2: I'm going under as well. I think outside of Michigan, we are the best defense that they'll have seen this year. And I don't see them getting that high.
0: There's a part of me that wants to go over, but I'm going to go with the under. The Optimism with this guy tonight. Oh, my God.
2: This one's not really that optimistic. This is just him taking the numbers as they are. Yeah.
0: Question six. Yards per completion by Nebraska. They are number one in the Big Ten West number three in the conference. Yards per completion, not yards per attempt. At 12.6. Only Michigan and Ohio State are better than Nebraska is. Michigan State allows 12.4 and is second worst in the conference in front of just Purdue, which we just faced. We had 20 yards per completion against them. Granted, it was helped by the long touchdown pass, but still.
2: And we only threw the ball 11 times.
0: Yeah. Well, we only had six completions, so... Nebraska is averaging 13.9 in the last three games. The number is 12.6 yards per completion. I figured I'd just keep it right at our season number and basically what they give up. What's the number again? 12.6 yards per completion. Over or under? Uh, Yeah, that's kind of the point of these questions. (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll, I'll let you think about it. I'm going under.
1: I'm going under. I think they take away our long ball this week. That's the only way we've had anything more than about six. So, yeah, I'm, I'm Yeah, our, our
0: yards per completion is only just like just over seven. But our, our yards per attempt, I'm sorry, is just over yeah. seven.
1: I, I, really, <clears throat> I really think that they probably take away that long ball. I think our offensive run game gets going a lot more this week. It's, it's going uh, to be under.
2: BJ's is really giving a lot of credit to their lack of coaching to make adjustments this week. I don't quite understand it. I'm taking <laughs> the over because I think we start passing the ball a little more if we can't get the running game going.
0: Okay. Uh, to me, this is another tough one. I'm gonna go with the over, just because I I honestly think it's gonna be what? <laughs> can't with this guy's positivity <laughs> He's not really being that positive. But it's, I gotta
2: say, as positive as he's being, you're being incredibly negative too. Yeah.
0: I'm not being negative. Just wait till the end. <laughs> I, I, think, I think we're not going to throw the ball very much. I think it could be tops 15 times, and if we complete seven or eight of them, that average could be, you know, right there anyway. So last question I have, question number seven: Nebraska third down conversion defense. I got the number at 30 percent. Nebraska has allowed only 26 percent third down conversion since the Michigan game. Michigan State is thirty-one point eight in Big Ten play, thirty-five point five for the season. So thirty percent on defense third downs. I will go under on that.
1: I will go under on that solely because of the stat that Rule pointed out in his press conference after the game. Going in at halftime, they were four for eight. They were giving up fifty percent in the half at halftime, and the game ended five for Mm sixteen.
0: They were one of that
1: was a specific thing that he pointed out. The defense. You've been fucking amazing, but you've been fucking awful at this this first half. Fix it, and they did, and that's that was a point of emphasis all week. This week in practice, I guarantee it. I think they're going to be under. I think I'm going to get into it in a minute, but I I, I I have I have more thoughts on this defense.
2: Uh, I'm taking the under as well. I if if I don't expect Michigan State to score ten points, I don't see them moving the ball that much. Mm-hmm. So taking the under.
0: I'm taking the
1: over. I just thirty percent's tough. He had to throw one out there. He had to throw one. <laughs> thing <out there>. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that's all I got.
1: So, um, I've been holding off on this for like the last three questions. He's about we, to we so, I, I want to go. On, I want to go on a little rant
0: because he's about to explode. Matt here. thinks
1: I'm being negative about this. I don't. I don't think that there is any Challenge part accepted. of this game where we are going to not look like the dominant team. I think this is going to look a lot more like the Michigan State-Michigan game than it is the Michigan State-Minnesota or Michigan State-Rutgers or Iowa or any of those others. I think we are going to slowly but surely move the ball, you know, three, three three-and-a-half, four yards at a time down the field in a very methodical way, putting up 10 to 16 play drives and scoring touchdowns. I I think it's going to be – a slow and steady push right from the beginning. That's, that's the way I think this is going to be. It's going to be a bunch of three and outs by the defense and a slow, 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 steady burn from the offense that is going to be nothing to wow or write home about. But at the end of the game, we're going to look up and say, that was the most boring 28 to nothing game that I've ever seen.
2: That's a ton of confidence around an offense that has not looked to be that in control of games to this point. Correct. I don't, I don't see us having the ability to just slow push it in on, on anybody this year. I think we have to rely on some chunk plays. Sure. I think we have to rely on the defense fucking up, not our defense, but their defense fucking up something so that we can get yardage. I don't, I don't see our offensive line having the ability to move on people like that.
0: I, I said it in one of the uh, pipe, no pipe questions. The only thing consistent about our offense is, is its the, inconsistency. It, that's part of why I think this is going to be that week. I hope well, so. Where the offense looks
1: totally different than it has. That would be great. I just, I'll believe it's it when gonna I... It's
0: going to be cold. I'll it's believe it when be I see it. It's
1: going to be a trenches game, I think.
0: It's not going to be that cold. It's going to be like 55. No. That was the last time I game saw Game time it. is 42. Oh, then it's drastically changed that's <laughs> the last time I looked at 55 it. 55
2: <laughs> to 42. That's still easy football weather. That's not yeah. zero degrees. No, no,
1: no, no. I'm not saying it's zero degrees, but it'll be windy. It's East Lansing. It'll be windy and it's gonna be forty two degrees outside and cloudy. Uh kickoff is at eleven AM. Um, it is gonna be it's it's gonna be a morning Big Ten November football game. Mm-hmm. And that's that's it just speaks to slow burn for me. The Nebraska spread or the Nebraska favor is only by three in this game. It's an even three currently. Um, I don't know what it opened at. I think it was three and a half, so it's actually gone down a half point. Um, FBI's everywhere. It's kind of like what we were in with the um, uh, Illinois game going in. I've seen a couple that have Michigan State favored slightly, a couple that have Nebraska favored slightly. ESPN's, which is what I typically use, has Nebraska favored as 52.6% chance to win this game. Um, The over-under is only 34 and a half. under they are not expecting. Yeah. Well, yeah,
0: <laughs> you guys said that last weekend. I know, didn't fucking go under. Yeah, because they we scored a special teams touchdown.
1: Well, no, because we decided to put a put away drive out there at the end of the game. But yeah, and without the special teams
2: both, touchdown. Both of those counted for the same yeah. amount of points, so you can both be correct. It's fine. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> fucking ridiculous.
1: Uh, I am personally smashing on Nebraska minus three. I think that is an easy, easy, easy win. Layup win. Send it home. Uh, and as far as the over under goes, I'm also going to pick under just because I think this is literally like a 28 to nothing, 28 to three type game.
2: Yeah. I, I'm, I don't know that our offense scores that many points cause I think last week was a fluke, but I'm taking the under and I'm taking Nebraska with the points.
0: Yeah. I, I think Nebraska covers the points. I don't think that's even a remote issue. Um, just because I know we we always talk about how Nebraska struggles to score, yeah. Michigan State struggles worse. Yeah, so it'll be Nebraska we low to mid twenties. Struggled to score that bad the last every three weeks.
2: game, but the last one.
0: Wait, let me rephrase it. It looks like a struggle for us to score. Yes,
1: I'll give you that. But we have typically the last three games we put at least one, if not two, good drives together. Yeah, there were nice, long, methodical. Well-scoring drives, and I think that we we're going to be able to put that together and then some
0: in this game. Which speaks to the inconsistency. It's like, oh, cool, absolutely. we can do the one or two drives. Absolutely. But we have eight other drives that we'd like to at least show something. Yeah. And unfortunately, most of those eight other drives, we turn the ball over or we fumble it or whatever else.
2: Yeah. We've, we've scored more than 25 points three times this year. We've only passed 30 once.
1: Yeah,
0: last week. So We're on an uphill trend, man.
2: I don't see no. I don't see it. I'm I, sorry.
0: I, I think we can get in the 20s. I I said it early. Michigan State might score 10.
2: Our offense scored 24 points last week.
1: Yeah. So if you think we're getting into the 20s and you think they might score 10, are you taking the under?
0: Yeah. At 34 and a half. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Cause Cause that's again, what the, that's what
2: that math works out to be. It
0: might be 24 to 10, and that's still the under. That's fair. That's actually yeah. That's no. You're right. <laughs>
1: Um, I felt a little tired this episode, but I am super fired up. We've got a special guest we're not going to tell anybody about until uh, it comes out on Sunday evening. Uh, but be looking for the recap of this Nebraska-dominating Michigan State win. Any final thoughts, boys?
0: I just can't wait for that show on Sunday.
1: Me too. <laughs> Go fucking Big Red. And this may be the most unbelievable night in Cornester football history.